the Bible Study Podcast, episode 372. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Psalms with Psalm 31. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on today with Psalm 31 in our study of the book of Psalms. Psalm 31 is yet another Psalm of David, and it's yet another cry for help. And I almost skipped over this, but we're going to see in a little bit why I did not. One of the things that this Psalm reminded me of is that we can go back to the same Psalm later on, and if something has changed in our life, or if we've heard something different, we can look at it with new eyes. And so that's the experience that I had this week with looking at Psalm 31. And it goes like this. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me. Come quickly to my rescue. Be my rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me, since you are my rock and my fortress. For the sake of your name, lead and guide me. Keep me free from the trap that is set for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, my faithful God. And so this is another psalm of David where David is in distress. David needs rescuing. David never tells us in these things exactly when he wrote it or exactly what's going on in his life at the time and leaves us to guess. The interesting thing about this opening set of verses for me is we don't know what trap is set for him. And yet I think that there is something we can learn from that because I think there are times that we feel trapped. That we feel like if I go that way, I'm going to have this happen. If I go that way, I can, I'm going to have something else happen. And I don't see a way out of this. I don't see a way clear. This is certainly one of the things that we run into when I'm doing ministry in juvenile hall, when I'm doing ministry to people who are incarcerated, because usually I'm ministering to people who have not yet gone through the trial process. And so they don't know what's going to happen. And in one way, they see potentially being dishonest about what they have done and maybe getting off with it. And the other way, being honest. And we're talking about being the person that God wants you to be. And yet that's a path that leads to walking into a courtroom sometimes and saying, I did that. I am guilty. And that's a very difficult decision to do. And yet I have seen some young men do that. But you can see where you can find yourself in a situation where it feels like there's a trap. A trap that someone else has set for you, a trap that you've laid for yourself. But David finds himself in one of these situations, and he says, You, Lord, are my refuge. I am defenseless unless I hide in you, basically. Deliver me in your righteousness. And David is not claiming his own righteousness here, but the righteousness of God. For your sake, for the sake of your name, lead and guide me. Similar sort of thing. That into your hands I commit my spirit, deliver me, Lord, is almost like David is at the point of dying. This is what Jesus says, for instance, right just before he dies on the cross. Into your hand, Lord, I commit my spirit. And David is at this point saying, I don't see a way out of this. Whether David is still being chased by Saul and does not know what's going to happen and does not know his way out. I had to wonder, and this is one of the things that led me to do this particular psalm today, 
whether David is fighting depression after all of these things that are going on. And I say that because I heard an interesting quote this week. And it was somebody talking about dealing with depression, and they said depression isn't feeling sad all the time. Depression is feeling like you can't go on. Depression is feeling like you don't care. And I wonder if David is getting to the place where he sees so little hope in the situation that he can't go on, that he doesn't see how he can have the strength to go on. And we'll see that later on as we get to verse 9. I hate those who cling to worthless idols. As for me, I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your love, for you saw my affliction and knew the anguish of my soul. You have not given me into the hands of the enemy, but have set my feet in a spacious place. And I think as David is talking about these who cling to worthless idols, it's not necessarily that people who cling to worthless idols are attacking him or that he's feeling oppression from them, but he's saying, I am trusting in a God who can save. Probably I'm trusting in a God whose salvation I have already seen, who has already been acting in my life. I think he's looking at those who put their hope in something that cannot save almost with despising them. Just how foolish that would be. Let's say you were in a terrible situation and you put your faith in your rabbit's foot for having good luck to get out of it. David is looking at that sort of, you know, you're putting your hope in something that cannot save you as such utter foolishness. But instead he is saying, I trust in God. I trust in a God who has the power to save. I trust in a God who I know has the character to save, who didn't deliver me into the hands of the enemy, but set my feet in a spacious place. And I think of that versus when David was running from Saul, how he was always hiding in caves and living in this valley and that valley, in places where there were hiding places. But instead, now he finds himself in a spacious place, a place And a spacious place is not a good hiding place, but it's a place that he can be because he no longer has to hide. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and body with grief. My life is consumed by anguish and my years by groaning. My strength fails because of my affliction, and my bones grow weak. Because of all my enemies, I am under the utter contempt of my neighbors and an object of dread to my closest friends. Those who see me on the street flee from me. I am forgotten as though I were dead. I have become like broken pottery. For I hear many whispering, terror on every side. They conspire against me and plot to take my life. And this is that section that made me think about depression. I don't know if you have ever felt, as David does here, weak, consumed with grief and anguish and years of groaning. His bones have grown weak, and as he thinks about himself and as he sees himself through others' eyes, he sees in their eyes utter contempt. And he says, I am forgotten as though I were dead. I have friends and family who have fought with depression. And as they describe the situation, the situation where you sometimes can't even find the strength to get out of bed. I look at what David says here and say, David understands what that kind of feeling is like when you just don't see the hope of going on. And the good news here is that David doesn't leave us with that. David doesn't say, and that's it, but continues on the psalm. Even in a place where there is fear, even a place where he hears whispering terror on every side, 
and he sees conspiracies. David is almost getting paranoid at this point because so many things have gone wrong and he has so little hope. But he continues in verse 14, but I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. Let me not be put to shame, Lord, for I have cried out to you. But let the wicked be put to shame and be silent in the realm of the dead. Let their lying lips be silenced, for with pride and contempt they speak arrogantly against the righteous. So David looks up from that bed where even his bones feel weary and says, But I trust in God. I trust in God to deliver me. I trust in God who has an unfailing love. It's to that God he calls out and asks that God remember his prayer and not put him to shame that he calls out to God. And then continues, How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you, that you bestow in the sight of all on those who take refuge in you. In the shelter of your presence you hide them from all human intrigues. You keep them safe in your dwelling from accusing tongues. Praise be to the Lord. For he showed me the wonders of his love when I was in a city under siege. In my alarm, I said, I am cut off from your sight. Yet you heard my cry for mercy when I called to you for help. Love the Lord, all his faithful people. The Lord preserves those who are true to him. But the proud he pays back in full. Be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. So David finds again hope in these verses. He finds them as a hope in God. And I liked the image that he says here of when I was in a city under siege, a city under siege where you have a powerful army that is surrounding you. The walls are just holding off the inevitable defeat. When food is growing short, when hope is growing dim, he says, praise be to God because he showed me his wonders when that is how I felt. I pray this week, if you find yourself surrounded, if you find yourself where even your bones feel weary. If you have been living with years of agony, as David says, I pray that you will find the hope in God that David talks about here, and that you too, like David, will be led to praise. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always... Thanks so much for listening. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. We're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.